Dave Campbell is uh, is here as well, and we're joined right now by the uh, interim chief operating officer of the Edmonton Elks, uh, Alan Watt. Alan, obviously, a uh, tough day for the franchise today. Really tough. Yeah, it was a, it's a it's a day that nobody uh, hopes would happen. You know, and 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 Morley, you know, you you've been around this industry, this business for a long time. Um, winning solves everything. It always has, and it always will. And uh, when faced with what the organization was faced with, when the, faced with what the board was faced with, um, that's why we are standing here today doing this. Winning solves everything, and when you don't win, everything seems worse. Yes. Uh, uh, the situation you're in, I know uh, Ian uh, touched on a bit, and we're going to hear from, talk to Ian Murray in a moment as well. Uh, it was a fan base that was, was just getting a little antsy. Well, no, it's getting a lot antsy. Let's be honest here. Let's, uh, we're all over 18 in the room. Uh, let's be, uh, be real about it. When you, if our record was flipped, then you can, fans are saying, oh, yeah, you know, we can, we're okay with them because they're winning. And, and, and but in the situation where we were in, you be, it becomes low-hanging fruit. Suddenly, the hot dogs aren't hot enough, the beer's not cold enough, the popcorn's not fresh enough it just it, it it goes on and i'm not trying to spin this or or give you cliches i'm really not um but uh, the fact of the matter is that your question is actually the answer uh that the fans um when they become embittered with the experience because of what's taking place on the field and believe me you and i both know that i never saw anybody on football operations that wasn't really busting at trying to get a win yeah they but for whatever working hard is not an issue here, right? No. Yeah. Working hard on the on the, the management and the executive and the people that work in our wherever they work, whether it's our store or our ticket office or partnerships or whatever, or down in the dressing room. They put in long, long, long hours. They work hard. Working hard was not was not the problem. It's been uh, tough seasons here before. I would say this one is is pretty close to the to the top. But we have seen that stadium, that beautiful stadium at Commonwealth with over 30,000, with around 35,000 and enjoying a, a great game day experience. And it was heartbreaking to see the last three crowds, especially at home and uh, too much yellow and green and not enough fans in those yellow and or green and gold seats. Uh, in this league, how much do you have to listen to your fan base considering how much revenue you generate from those, from, from the fans and the fact that this is a community owned team? Well, it's a ticket-driven league. It always has been. And so that's, that's at the core. We, we do two things. We, we play football and we sell tickets. And uh, the rest of it is, is are things that we add on. And so to your point, you know, was seeing those crowds, we threw a lot at the world, threw a lot at our fans this year. It, it wasn't all us. Uh, you know, the mask protocols, the vaccination protocols, the, uh, the fact that the <clears throat> LR situation was all dug up and is under construction it's out of our control the fact that the city of Edmonton and the province of Alberta uh, instigated uh, uh, some protocols that uh, that that made it 
difficult. Uh, it made it, it made it, it made it a chore to get to the game. I get it. We tried everything in our power to make that smoother, but there were just some things that that are are, are not were not overcomable. Uh, when the province tells you uh, and the city tells you what you have to do, you have to follow the instructions. We all do, whether that's coming here or going to a restaurant. And so, um, to your point about the crowds of 30 or 35,000. I think I said it, and I still believe it, and and, and I, I and uh, that, that there still is a passionate core of sport fans who want to go watch a football game in Edmonton, and hopefully in 2022, that's a lot easier to do. How about from a customer service angle? And you know, I know Chris Preston addressed this a couple weeks before the season ended, uh, that there was a real concern. The, from the customer service angle that it simply just wasn't good enough. Where, where do you stand on that? Well, I, I mean, I, I was here when Chris was the president of the team, and, and again, nobody worked harder than Chris Preston. He's a fine guy if you've ever been, you've had a chance to meet him and talk to him, interview him. People have heard him on this radio station. And the customer service component of it was as a result of some of the things this organization had to do in the early days of the pandemic. We, I don't think I'm telling anything out of school. We went from over 75 employees to, to 33, and a lot of the people who weren't here were on the on the front edge. They were forward-facing people with our fans. And so mm-hmm. the people that were left standing had to do a lot more, and some of it was we just didn't get to. And that's, that's our fault. Uh, Ian, Chairman Murray said that, and we need to fix that. And so fans need to know one of the things that I've been tasked with, one of the things that every uh, good sports team does um, is, and they all do it, um, is is to engage with their fans in, in either town halls or whether they engage with them on season seat over breakfast or whether they engage with them on formal quantitative and qualitative research and focus groups. And we need to get back to that because you, you that, that's, that's a mirror of, of what people are thinking. And so I've given a long-winded answer to the question, but uh, that's the core value of what you have is a relationship with your fans and a relationship with your paying customers. And you need to always be examining, touching, and working on that relationship. We're talking with Alan Watt, the Executive Director of Marketing, and now the interim COO of the Edmonton Elks after the moves they made today with their upper management. Alan, I want to go back and and just kind of touch on your history with this franchise. When did it start? And I mean, you've got two titles now, but you've had many titles uh, I've had, through the years, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I have a whole stack of business cards in there somewhere. <laughs> I I was uh, I was working for the uh, for the CBC as a sports broadcaster, and 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 was really enjoying that, and and uh, was got to cover some unbelievable things, you know, all over the world, really. Uh, Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games, Pan American Games, Grey Cups across the country, and uh, and the hockey team came here. And we got the you know the WHA team and, and the NHL team. And I was a part of being a broadcaster, and I uh, I I'd, I'd spent a couple of years working in in Calgary uh, for the CBC, and I I really wanted to get back home, and so I Norm Kimball, who was the general manager president general manager of the team at the time uh, offered me a chance to come back as media relations director in 1980 so i came back as media relations director became uh, media relations public relations communications and uh, then was assistant general manager on the administration side when i uh, 
when I left to go work across the uh, across the town with the uh, Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. And over there, I had the uh, privilege of being able to lead a sponsorship sales department and the and building a broadcast sales department. We started a we 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 uh, we organized and got with the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames a pay-per-view license, because believe it or not, there were uh, networks out there like Sportsnet and the CBC and TSN that didn't actually want all of the Oilers games. There was anywhere between 16 and 20 games left over that weren't on television. So we created our own platform to do that. We brought broadcast sales back into the building, and th- all of that still exists over there, and, and, and I'm not going to take credit for, for all of it, for sure. That would be a mistake. But th- th- I, I worked on that. And so, um, and then, uh, you know, I was there for 15 years and was, uh, and, and felt, I think we both, the, the, uh, the Oilers and, and me felt that uh, the tasks that I was charged with were more or less completed and and i have to say that you know today's the day 18 years later that the heritage classic was held had something to do with the creation of that along with patrick laforge and some other people cal nichols um in particular kevin lowe um and that was a real seminal seminal moment in in my sports career and then uh uh, you know, it, it, and, 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 and I left the Oilers, and uh, was it wasn't very long before I was asked if I would consider maybe coming back here. Len Rhodes, uh, the chairman, uh, the president, uh, and chief executive officer at the time was new to Edmonton, and uh, they felt that maybe having an Edmonton guy in the hallway might might help. I've, I, I'm going on and on here, Morley. I'm sorry, but no, this no, is that's not what, about Al. Well, you kind of, you kind of just, yeah. Just, that's, I've been back and uh, you just ever touched since. on what I wanted to to get to. Yeah. Having an Edmonton guy in the Hollywood was yeah. good. So uh, you're from here. You've been around this franchise for a long time. You know the inner workings of the franchise. You know the fan base. You know what they want. It kind of sets you up to be the right guy at the right time right now. I hope so. You know, I, I felt for some time that, <clears throat> that and this is not to please, I don't want to make this as a negative comment on any previous administrator here in any particular, any previous uh president and uh, and chief executive officer i don't want to do that but i think this this football team this league uh it is the canadian football league and i think that uh when you look at the successful franchises um you know they they've they've they've, they've got canadians involved in it and ian murray is is a, is a boy from harry ainley he didn't come right out and say it but i know that for a fact and uh I'm from the south side as well. It doesn't mean that we won't embrace people from the north side because we will. <laughs> and uh, but you're right. I think that uh, you know, and and a lot of the people at work, well, pretty much every one of the people at work in our office and in our administrative core and our management team, they're they're very proud Edmontonians. And um, I have probably run into uh, over. Uh, two to three million people that say they were in the knothole gang i'd really like if we could just get thirty thousand of them to show up at a game (laughs) i'm calling them out right now (laughs) all right uh at the podium uh you and ian went over some of the issues some of the things you want to correct and some of the things you have to correct yeah where do you start what, what are you? Well, I, I don't want to know what you're doing this afternoon, but what are you doing tomorrow? You, well, you've answered the question again. You start by what we're doing right now. To think that uh, Scott Murray, who's our chief revenue officer, is not working tirelessly on ticket renewals, 
would be wrong. He is, and his crew is, and we're doing that. And Adrian uh, Bridgman on the partnership side of things is working to renew, sustain, and make sure we monitor our, our partnership and our premium seating category, our suites, our field-level lounges, our, all of that stuff uh, is, being, is being worked on right now. What we need to do is then do what I said before, which is undertake uh, some touch points with our fans to say, uh, develop a plan, as Ian alluded to, develop a plan that says, here are the touch points we're going to engage in to make sure that we're listening. Fans want to be heard. You know, they every good team, and this, is, this has been a great franchise for a long time, has people who have and see themselves as having an emotional connection with the team. They say, oh, it's snowing and it's raining, but I'm going anyway, because you know what? I don't want to let the side down. We got away from that a little bit. We need to get back to it again. All right. Alan Watt, uh, the new interim COO of the Edmonton Elks. Appreciate your time. Good luck to you. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know you guys are up for the job, and that's the most important thing. Everybody seems willing to roll their sleeves up and, and get to work and get the problems well, fixed. Well, I know that, Morley, you've soldiered on through this, too. It's that these are not, those were not easy games to call, the three games in six and a half days, whatever it is. And uh, I was listening. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get a chance to reboot here. Have Christmas and get back in the saddle again and then give her starting next May again. Thank you. All right. Uh, Alan, I uh, appreciate your time. Thanks very much. That's Alan Watt.